0: Hey everyone, welcome to Neighbor Science, the only podcast about political economy and anime.
1: This time it's anime. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's both. Oh my god, 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 God.
0: <laughs> yeah, for the first time in a long time. It's a uh, an actual episode shit I know about, about, about political economy and anime. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh Chris Nivens, I'm Ryan Salisbury. Um so today we're talking about the Green New Deal and also about uh some Miyazaki flicks. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um which, as it turns out, are intimately related. You mm-hmm. know, um, Nausicaa is all about the Green New Deal, yes, basically. basically. Um, that's what the plot of the movie is, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get into that later.
1: Yeah, we looked into the ancient scrolls and we found that Alexandria uh, Ocasio Cortez is actually uh, Miyazaki's daughter. <laughs> um, so it all ties together. So
0: much for being from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Straight out of Tokyo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I. Uh, i didn't i was i stupidly didn't write a summary of the green new deal that's all right uh, which we were just talking about right before we started um but the notes do include the full text um so i guess we'll try and do like a quick summary and then we'll jump into the like analysis the responses to it and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so isn't it
1: just like All newborns have to be slathered with life-giving lichens and algae and, and like, to make sure that they can adapt to the, like, horrific new hellscape we're creating. Well, I mean, that's that's in the, like, the tail end of it, so I don't think it's as important as some of the other stuff, but, yeah, yeah, that's definitely in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, and Um, also you have to have, um, for every uh, pint of milk you drink, you have to ingest at least, like, uh, a quart of just chlorophyll solution. Yeah, or soy milk. And soy milk, yeah, Yeah, or soy milk, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um. And you also have to cut off your own balls, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It does. If you it have does
0: them. Uh, mandate that all men, especially mm-hmm. conservative men, ha- mm-hmm. will have gender dysphoria, right. forcible emasculation. And be, yeah, we're, we're gonna put to chemicals in the, the water to turn them gay. Right. So yes, um, everyone turns gay. In the that, end. that was the main thing that mm-hmm. that it does. Um. It also uh, mandates that all billionaires are going to be uh, summarily executed with no trial, uh, for. Uh, for disagreeing with us.
1: I mean, I like that. Yeah.
0: So um, that's, that's my personal favorite part of it. Right. Um, Right. (laughs) But basically, uh, I mean, most people have probably seen like quite a bit of analysis about it. Um, There's better sources that are going to look at the actual text of it than, uh, than what we've got here. Um, But basically it's a comprehensive program to uh, make the U S carbon free within 10 years, mm-hmm. but wait, um, we're
1: carbon based organisms. I don't get it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. That, that means we're going to depopulate the United yeah. States and kill everyone. Hell basically. Yes. So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, no, no, <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to jettison all graphite and, uh, <laughs> 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 diamonds right. into the ocean. Literally just strip the entire completely carbon free yeah. by, by 2030. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the other things are like, uh, creating millions of good paying jobs. Mm. Um, they uh They actually mention uh, having a universal health care program in there. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. lot of mention of um protecting the rights of minorities and mm-hmm. respecting indigenous land rights. Mm-hmm. Um, they use the term traditional land rights, I would say rightful." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's a more correct term mm-hmm. yeah uh, because yeah. they were living here first, and uh you know uh, it was their yeah. land, so they um, might not
1: have the deeds, but they got the receipts, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's not theirs because of tradition. It's theirs because, <laughs> because they fucking lived here. Because oh shit,
1: <laughs> genocide. Um, so yeah. there's,
0: there's that. Um, there's uh, oh yeah, it mentions uh, like high speed rail, a um, couple other things, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll just get into it.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So high speed rail. That's like when you um, crush up the pill, right, and then you get the like pipette or the dollar bill into a. I pet. <laughs> yeah and then you just kind of
0: so some of the responses are uh we got slate npr bloomberg the economist and uh the Trillbillies. hell yeah are, are good friends um so we'll start with slate uh which uh basically is just like lavishing praise onto experts like just yeah. just general
1: experts That's slate for sure <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> um
0: so I, I have a couple passages from here and i'll read out um so they're basically saying like the whole thing is unrealistic because reasons uh so the author who I can't remember if they actually put a byline in there, most of these articles don't have a byline because they're afraid <laughs> <laughs> right. um actually this one this one does have a byline the author ha- also has takes uh such as uh is it a seventy percent marginal tax rate unrealistic, and Amazon is good for New York City actually, which oh, uh yeah. love that yeah oh so today the news broke that. Uh, Amazon is not going to be in New York City anymore. So that's pretty cool. Um, Okay. So uh, first, first passage here, Uh, this sophisticated mind changing technique of endorsing unrealistic goals seems to have little relation to the legislative process, which in the past two decades has been marked by the accrual of power and the crafting of maximalist legislation passed with no accommodation of the minority party. So
1: (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? dude?
0: Um, I don't know I have no idea what he could be referring to.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm looking at what's being so like, he's basically saying I'm, that like this is what
0: all legislation has been like in the past couple of years and like nothing has passed like
1: yeah I uh, I'm looking at like the words like what this person is pronouncing, right? Out loud and the meaning behind it is very small like it's like a lot of noise and uh, Not a lot of actual punch, you know, I think here's a, here's <clears throat> our problem
0: We're both reading this as like this is what the left has done But I think what it's actually saying is this is what the right has done. Mm-hmm. and if the left does it It's just as bad.
1: Mm, I think gotta, that's I think that's love what they're that. saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: so um, no right Uh, that's nope (laughs) it's not the same thing at all yeah um i don't feel like i should really explain that and give it even the credence of a or the uh illusion of look if you're listening seriousness
1: if you if you're listening to this podcast um then you are basically already agreeing with us Uh, yeah and we have no fucking apologies well about about (laughs) communism at least well yeah uh
0: so the next the next little passage the great progressive gains of american society women's suffrage civil rights gay rights were won not by making demands or submitting proposals that leaders knew could not happen wait um i'm sorry (laughs) again what the fuck are you talking about this person
1: is not aware of (laughs) anything but yeah like revolutions even like successful reforms um civil wars of various kinds uh anything in culture that happened after i don't know like the renaissance maybe (laughs) Like, oh yeah, well, we didn't we didn't make demands, we didn't submit proposals that, that we knew couldn't happen. We we just kind of like sat around and uh I don't know did nothing. I yeah, you know the thing just, about about what? uh
0: civil rights is like uh they were really into uh what, what experts in academia were saying yeah. was realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was the like civil rights the movement
0: big was thing that marked the civil rights era. Yeah.
1: Like civil rights, women's suffrage, gay rights. I like when I think of these movements and this, these moments in history and like the turns that they, that they carried forth, by the way, noticeably
0: absent workers rights and abolition.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Holy shit. (laughs)
0: Like abolitionism, especially was like a very extreme.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, if you count all five of those, right. Um, and of course they're, they're interlinked and overlapping, um, and they're not the only ones on the field, because um, you've got, like, trans rights. You've got, uh, uh, what, like, um, uh, property rights of various kinds, like, 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 uh, protests against private property. That's not just workers' rights or, yeah. you know, but it's all interlinked. Um, but, like, all of these things made progress through and or despite. Extreme violence. Yeah, like we have the fucking photographs and
0: and all. Like everyone said that they were unreal. Like yeah, they're people like, literally thought can't women happen. were incapable yeah. of voting because this is they were why, stupid. Yeah, this is why people they, thought like thought, thought
1: black people were in fucking like inferior yeah, subhumans. E- exactly. Like, That's why like the, like, the, the antebellum about? <laughs> right American antebellum period was so fraught with like when people t- when people think about like the abolition movement and all this bullshit. Um, uh, sorry. And all this good shit, but also all the bullshit that was like in in, well, bullshit, and in bullshit is good
0: because it, it fertilizes the earth. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: bullshit is good. Um, <clears throat> when think of people think about like oh, antebellum, you know, America and shit, and you are like, okay, like why? How the fuck did did this quote unquote society get to a quote unquote civil war? Like there were decades, decades of deeply entrenched like political and social battles including obviously nat turner dan uh, J- uh john brown yeah like all and and others. yeah <laughs> holy fucking shit right so like when they're like um yeah uh these things weren't won by making demands you're like oh my fucking god people <laughs> literally took people hostage stole guns
0: burned down
1: plantations you know how john
0: brown was really concerned about whether or like not offended. people were saying that,
1: that, that <laughs> yeah. black people had the right <laughs> shaped skulls, right like <laughs> remember yeah, remember John Brown the phren- yeah, phrenologist. Like yeah, and leaders knew it couldn't happen like fuck this. It is this shit is is it's not pretty when you have to make it happen, but there's no fucking way that you're going to just sit on your fucking thumbs and wait for it to happen. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're counting on.
0: It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so the author continues later uh well, call me a tired old watchdog or a fuddy-duddy fact-finder. <laughs> You know that classic insult, yeah. Fuddy Duddy fact finder. Man,
1: you know, every time I get into an animated burn. street fight, I'm like, "You <laughs> Fuddy Duddy fact finder, you're."
0: <laughs> I do not assess policies through the lens of char- the charismatic and compelling ocasio Cortez, who has become the perfect she won't distillation. Fuck you dude, <laughs> who has become the perfect distillation of the Trumpian big swing mega maga hashtag non-constrained by literalism, post-reality-to-accuracy politics age. What
1: the fuck?
0: So, yeah, she's just like Trump. Great work there. Right, okay. Very good point That's, that you made. Yeah, yeah. That's She's cool. just like
1: Trump in that everyone who likes Trump hates her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like right. how, uh, you know... Building the wall and militarizing the border to, mm. like, kill Mexicans that mm-hmm. are trying to come mm-hmm. here. And it's exactly like, the same as terror. trying to prevent the global apocalypse <laughs> <Right>. from happening. <laughs> right. Pretty much exactly the same thing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: The left wing is just like the right wing.
0: We all know this. <laughs> I tend to judge ideas by considering the opinion of experts who know more than I do. Oh, okay. That's right. weird because you're writing an article right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, also, that's the sort of shit that people say when they fucking cherry-pick quote-unquote experts who they like think will just already agree with them. Yeah. They're like, um, I like this person because they, you know, it's the, like the whole, uh, what's the term, but like finding um, the confirmation bias and like finding things yeah. that just support what you already believe. Right. Yeah. And, and he's like, but then they like they pass it off as like well these people who are are smart and well educated they just say this shit and they're experts and you're like hmm yeah you would pick them
0: yeah yeah you know experts famously had never have a bias about anything right, and, like, exactly are willing to to open their minds <laughs> to new exactly. ideas
1: do you know how much are they don't have entrenched ideology right, at all right you're how- just operating on facts and reasons <laughs> exactly like experts quote unquote like you know, true experts who actually know their shit and not just all this other chaff in the wind, um, will still like nearly cut each other's throats over like specific facts and ideas. Because yeah. they're like, actually that's motherfucking wrong and the <laughs> the ramifications of that being wrong are drastic to society <laughs> and they're like all at each other's throats, and this is one reason why academia remains toxic because you've got that and then you've got like sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like it's garbage. It's all garbage.
0: Um, and and so they say and when it comes to the green New Deal almost none of these people by these people he means the experts um, <laughs> right, right quote oh, unquote, what do you mean you the chosen expert. yeah right 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 I <laughs> uh, yeah. think that the United States can achieve its goal of 100% renewable energy by 2030.
1: well if we go extinct it's totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> du- which like how did they calculate that exactly yeah hmm. did well, they take the- first they started with preserving private property rights yeah 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 i'm sure that
0: they (laughs) they analyze this under a framework of like we're going to create millions of jobs yeah we're gonna have millions of ftes working on this all the time yeah right right if you don't know fte means full-time equivalent it's like a it's like a business metric but it's actually a pretty good one because it's basically like the number of employees but adjusted to like you know between full-time and part-time hours so if you have two part-time employees that's one fte yeah basically um but yeah, anyway, like I, I really, really highly doubt he, of course, did not cite any of these experts. So we have no idea who he's referring to. Yeah.
1: This is another convenience of uh, being a fucking hack. Yeah, exactly. It's never citing anybody. Yeah. You're like the experts say and you're like, B- uh, you could have just made that up and you probably did. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure they yeah. did like a input yeah. output analysis. They're in like, like, like one day right. between the time that it's like you could have literally read, read this off the back, back was... of a can of beans. you yeah. motherfucker. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I, f- I fell down in a pool of gelatin and it told me to build a wall
0: <laughs> yeah and another thing is like scientists are always conservative about their estimates because like that's how their epistemology works and that's like how they're supposed to write when they publish articles. Yeah, exactly
1: like there are, there are varieties of meaning in the word conservative no scientists
0: will ever say like <clears throat> oh yeah there we can for sure get to 100 <laughs> percent renewable yeah. energy in 10 years yeah
1: they will never say that there is there's not only life on Mars based on the presence of water, but there's a flourishing civilization. And you're like, uh, wait, what? I mean, like, no, they're supposed to be fucking conservative in the sense that they're cautious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like politics is the complete opposite of like scientific publishing. Like if you set your sights only according to what's realistic, according to the conservative epistemology of science, mm-hmm. like first of all, you're an asshole. Second of all, you're never going to get anywhere because exactly. like. Exactly. Any bill is going to inevitably be chipped away by reactionaries yeah. in government. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't prejudge uh, if a policy is realistic. You just have to go for like what is ethically desirable. Yeah, or it, you know, if you're a real and piece guess of what, shit, you
0: just go for what your in group wants. If we if we attempt to get to hundred percent renewable energy and in 10 years and fail. Mm -hmm. Like what do you What the fuck do you think is going to happen? We're going to like
1: backslide into like (laughs) negative 200% renewable energy. Like (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah. So we tried to go like ultra solar punk, but we failed. So, you know, the, the, the logic of the game downgraded us to stone age because we failed somehow and everything's bad now. And you're like, no, because that's just, it just means we got like partial solar punk. And well, like then they we call it like,
0: that. all right, guys. Well, we're nine years into this ten-year plan, and right. we're only at fifty percent renewable energy. So we're gonna have to quadruple coal consumption <laughs> <Right>. to
1: pre-1990 <laughs> right. era. This reminds me. <laughs> this reminds levels. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this reminds me of like it was like a weird kind of parable that my dad told me when I was a kid. My like, I bring up my dad a lot, but it's because he's like he's he's wrong about a lot of things, but he's a smart motherfucker and he does yeah. a lot of interesting things, um, and. When I was a kid, he was like, you know, you ever hear about the story of the man who tried to swim the English Channel? I'm like, no, obviously I fucking haven't because you're about to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, he was like, you know, this it's a fucking made up story. He's like, he's this great, you know, swimmer. And um, he trained for like months and months. And like, oh, like Michael Phelps, the greatest American ever born. Right. But he was like. Obviously, slightly less good than Michael Phelps, or you know, Jumper. whatever. Yeah, but he he trained and trained and you know he jumped in the water and started swimming and swimming and swimming and you know the the channel was choppy and you know it was all fucking crazy and he gets and he gets two thirds across and he's like I just can't do it so he swam all the way back so <laughs> he he only made it like ten percent into the French half <laughs> <laughs> right, he's right. like fuck this Shit. right right <laughs> fuck the French right exactly so he basically you know. And the parable is like, if you, you know, if you're going for something big like that and you can make it most of the way, you just got to go all the way. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And this is kind of the the lesson here is that they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. We'll never do that. And it's impossible. And it's crazy. And I hear people fucking shit on my ideas all the time. They're like, that sounds hard. And I'm like, look, your mother birthed you you know how fucking difficult that is did she just go nah just like stabbing the head you know <laughs> like i mean if she wanted to that's fair but like it's 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 fucked up when you're like this is a worthy goal yeah it's totally worth it and i won't even argue i can't argue against its value to me or to society and then i'm like mm, sounds kind of difficult yeah i'd rather just sit here shitting in my pants and doing nothing right yeah like um, fuck you. If that's you, <laughs> fuck you. Um just turn off and go.
0: So I don't know if it's just because they're extremely stupid or what, but like all these centrists are complaining about shit not being realistic. Mm. And it isn't it just isn't unrealistic at all. Like unless you're a doughy neoliberal jabroni that thinks neoclassical <laughs> econ is real. Right. Um <laughs> any arbitrarily high level of spending or taxation is realistic. So, for example, like one dollar, yeah, one dollar is worth a hundred ten yen. Mm-hmm. Wow! So that must mean the yen is really weak, since you can get a lot of them for one dollar, right? Oh! Um, as we all know, that's wrong. What matters is how prices and incomes are related to one another. Exactly. So, like,
1: and related to labor. Yeah. Also, yes. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the the incomes, like the wages that you pay, like so right. if they if they add a trillion dollars to the economy mm-hmm. like like whoa it, what's that yeah it yeah, doesn't yeah <laughs> it doesn't in- innately matter that that happened like yeah and if it causes inflation like oh well inflation's happening all the fucking time mm-hmm. so like let's let's put it and this if we way create all these good paying jobs then people's incomes are going to go up so like it exactly. won't fucking matter if there's inflation
1: exactly uh, l- l- let's put it this way money people believe that money is like uh uh a real it's like like it's mechanical they think it's a, a representation of resources right right yeah they think it's this mechanical representation of resources money is a weird number that exists in the space between fantasy and persuasion yeah that's basically what it is and if they can adjust those numbers and if you can adjust those numbers then shit gets rolling right right and this is why this is why the left fucking exists <laughs> like because you're like oh wait we can just do other shit yeah yeah we don't have to be under the thumb or boot of lords and ladies or of like CEOs and managers or whatever the fuck it may be. We could just be like, hmm, there's shit that's good for us and there's shit that's bad for us. Yeah. And that's basically the long and short of it.
0: Yeah. Like their, their whole thing is like magical thinking basically. Like I, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I've i considered myself for yeah. a few it's years like, spells. It's like, like basically an, an economic nihilist. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like I reject well, the the gods the yes, pantheon of yes. economics and
1: yeah. all of the supposed laws to because, be an economic nihilist is to truly understand economics because economics is nihilism. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: and and because like every time economists try attempt to prove their theses mm-hmm. they they always end up rejecting them yeah so like um yeah the the cambridge capital controversy is like a really famous one among people who know economics and they basically like attempted to prove the neoclassical model of how capital mm-hmm. works. And they found right. like, like, Oh, actually, uh, <laughs> no, there's no way that wait. this could possibly work. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Even before we look at evidence, it's mathematically impossible yeah. to do the thing that we say that like happens.
1: Yeah. It it, remi- it reminds me of, um, Proudhon's like statements on property itself, uh-huh. where he basically just sort of dissects it philosophically. And I can't remember like some of the ways that he asserts this, but he's like, you know, obviously, property is theft is a, is a common statement yeah. in anarchy, but, like, anarchism, I should say. But he's also, like, you know, property is also, like, absurd. It's, like, ridiculous. It's it's not real, you know? Uh, it, it's, it's all, like, a figment of your imagination. My favorite summary of that is actually
0: from Adventure Time. Man, can I tell you something? I don't even know what's going on here. I mean, like, what the heck is a deed? How come he can buy our house when it's our house and Marceline gave it to us and
1: we live there? And now we're arrested? This is crazy! It's crazy! Man, don't you know? The laws ain't made to help earthy cats like us. They're not? Nah, man. Listen, here on our planet, back in the old days, back in the real old days, it was just every man for himself, self. and scratch-scrobblin' for the good stuff, the greenest valleys, and scratch-scrobblin'. And the strongest, meanest men got the best stuff. They got the Green Valleys and were like, the rest of you, y'all scratch get sand. And that's when they made the laws, you see. Once the strong guys got it how they liked it, they said, this is fair now, this is the law. Once they were winning, they changed the rules up. Whoa. So yeah, so so econ, capital, prices, incomes, property, everything. It's all just fucking fiction.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah, I I think I've said this definition on the podcast before, but like... My definition of, of money, like mm-hmm. what money is, mm-hmm. is a a symbolic, um, like a, it's basically a token that gives you deferred political power from the state yep. over yep. the subjugated workforce of that state.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's all it is. It's like, uh, even, even the um, definition of like, it's a claim on resources, mm-hmm. not accurate. Yeah. Because the only way that you can get resources from it is by paying the price for those resources, mm-hmm. which is created from, <clears throat> one, the cost of the labor that went into it, mm-hmm. which is the labor theory of value part, plus the margin. And yep. one of those one of those studies that economists did that disproved neoclassical economics mm-hmm. was by Means and Burrell, where they looked at prices and how prices actually form in reality, mm-hmm. and they found that only 25% of prices... Exhibit market behavior as in supply and demand. <laughs> 75% of prices are just, let's take like the cost arbitrary. and add like 20% margin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they do.
1: And that's just what people are like yeah. um, when they're when they're driving these kind of enterprises or whatever. You know what yeah. it's, it's what we would do as a syndicate too. You're just like, well, I mean, if we're doing stuff and we want more stuff back, we'll just come up with a reason or a number or whatever, No, no yeah. negotiation. And if they have total power, instead of having to negotiate, Mm -hmm. they'll just put a number on it. Yeah. You know, they'll just mark it up. And then there's like a
0: relative component to how much power they have. So (laughs) like the more power they get, like a really good example of this is like, um, and the thing that actually made me realize this myself Mm -hmm. years ago was uh, some documentary about Walmart Mm -hmm. and how uh, they basically tell their wholesalers what they're going to pay for the products right. so walmart is in the position of saying like yep. this is how much your items cost yep. Yep. you can either take it or leave it and then when they put it in their stores we their customer are in the same position uh-huh. like this uh-huh. is what it costs you can take it or leave it yep. so they have all the pricing power in the world mm-hmm. they don't do any of that supply and demand bullshit
1: yeah it's, it's like why bother you yeah
0: know? Um. i mean like how how much does the price of like eggs fluctuate, other than like sales, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It goes no, up because of inflation, great, but it's, it's not like. Point. It's not like yeah. they're
0: checking the fucking supply and demand of eggs. Right, right. To set the prices every day. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, $2 a carton.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Like,
0: wow, it's weird how <laughs> the uh, supply and demand equilibrium, like, ends up on such an even number like that. <laughs>
1: right.
0: right. And always a charm price. Like, it's always two, you know, exactly. $1.99 always. instead of $2. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy how wow, that works. I must be losing
1: <laughs> so many pennies. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and, and like, uh, like really smart geniuses love to say that if we raise the minimum wage, then prices mm-hmm. will just go up. Mm-hmm. And we'll be in the same boat. But, like, it's absolutely ludicrous to think that business owners can all, like, calculate the exact amount to raise their prices to counteract the effects of increased wages.
1: Oh, yeah, even though they themselves will say that shit.
0: Yeah. It's I like- mean, even economists acknowledge, like, yeah, if your wages go up, your preferences will change. Yeah, So you'll totally. spend different amounts of money on different things. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, yeah, for every additional dollar you get, like you just divide all the things you spend your money on and then like that's the additional amount you'll spend on each thing. Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Um, and it's even likely that many businesses do better when most people have more money to spend, Mm -hmm. but I'd rather not even pose that as a serious argument because we don't need the business owning class to do well. Yeah. I don't give a shit about them. They should be making less money. They're already doing great. They're (laughs) doing fucking great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and finally, I'd just like to quote our friend Sean uh, Voyer from Seriously Wrong on Being Realistic. Um, he's on Twitter as uh, extremely realistic eye, which I love. <laughs> right. I love that name. Uh, he says, Just had a realistic idea. Let's save the world from catastrophic climate change and bring about a utopia based on mutual aid and harnessing human potential.
1: Oh. Mm. I, I have to agree How with that. How do I mute this account?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so the next one, uh, just a little bit from NPR. Um, I'm going to see if there's a byline here. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, we don't have internet, so I can't. Okay, Sorry. never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's all Chris's fault.
1: Yeah, our internet crashed yesterday, and it's been like spotty, <laughs> but basically mostly bullshit.
0: Yep. Um, so the first passage is one that I actually think is a is a good criticism. Mm-hmm. They say. They said, uh, importantly, it's a non-binding resolution, meaning even if it were to pass, uh, it wouldn't itself create any new programs. Instead, it would potentially affirm the sense of the House that these things should be done in the coming years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I agree. That that is the worst part of it, and it should be binding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because non-binding generally means um, we're honoring,
0: you know, uh, uh, Harry Bird or whatever, some <coughs> KKK guy. That's what it's usually right for.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Non-binding, non-binding in in these kinds of uh, political institutions usually means that, like, uh, if the right wing likes it, then you do it. So you're like oh non-binding resolution to gas immigrants oh we're gonna do that yeah (laughs) and then non-binding resolution to like save the environment why would we do that yeah (laughs) we're not gonna do it (laughs) um the author says
0: later according to jesse jenkins a postdoctoral environmental fellow at harvard's kennedy school carbon neutral in 10 years may be an unreachable goal unless we you know
1: wink wink nudge nudge kill all the billionaires Do some real shit <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and uh jesse jenkins says where we need to be targeting really is a net zero carbon economy by about 2050 that's funny by that's, which time will be what all the other climate scientists are saying yeah, right right <laughs> uh which <laughs> is itself an enormous challenge and will require reductions in carbon emissions much faster than have been at uh, chiefs historically he said hmm. 2030 might be a little bit early to be targeting like okay what
1: if we what, again hold
0: on <laughs> hold on We're, uh carbon emissions require reductions in carbon emissions much faster than have been been achieved historically. Oh, uh, well, which ones would those be?
1: Yeah, exactly. You mean the history of the Kyoto accord which, or whatever, yeah, right. <laughs> like the history of carbon emissions in which we basically did not reduce carbon emissions yeah. at all ever. Have you ever looked at a graph of carbon emissions? <laughs> yeah. The it's, only times it's a very steep upward
0: sloping line.
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the greatest periods um, of like truly like impactful, Um, reductions in carbon emissions happened uh, during the time that uh, Genghis Khan was alive. (laughs) Do you know why? Because he slaughtered everyone that (laughs) resisted him very effectively.
0: Yeah, I think there was another one around the 1200s or so. Yeah, he reforested the earth. In Europe?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was another one, yeah. Yeah. It involved a tiny little creature. Also, wages went up a lot at the (laughs) same time. (laughs) Yeah, the golden age of labor. There's literally a term for it. Because people were like, oh shit, there's like not enough labor quote unquote uh not enough uh versus our demand quote unquote and we have to pay them what they want yeah because we're weak yeah and they are strong yeah exactly and now we're like we have lots and lots of labor which theoretically should mean we're even stronger (laughs) we're Um, also desperate because we're about to be extinct
0: and and the other thing with this and this is a repeating pattern in all these articles, of course is like, there's no reason given here to believe this guy. Right. Like he doesn't explain his logic. Yeah. Classic um, elitism. Other than like, we haven't done it before. Yeah. Um, other than, oh, he's from Harvard, Mm-hmm. which like a Harvard credential is a piece of trash that should be thrown in the bin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a ticket. To it connection. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Now this reminds me a lot, a lot of, the conversations that esteemed elite, you know, university level uh, academics in physics and the sciences uh, were having right up until the um, Wright brothers uh, launched their first successful mm-hmm. human flight, mm-hmm. where everybody was like, "Look, everybody's established and knows that." Otto Lilienthal couldn't do it, so yeah. no oh, one can. L- Lilienthal, you know, he couldn't flap his arms hard enough, so fuck it. They were like, you know, uh, uh, birds are, are unique, and otherwise they're actually uh, powered by magic. If you right, look into right. it, right, exactly. Like, oh yeah. yeah, like we're as physicists, we say magic works, and that's only, but like they're like heavy, you know, flight for for heavier than air objects is impossible. Yeah. And birds have know, the
0: advantage of angels lifting them up. Right, yeah, yeah. As
1: we know, uh, <laughs> birds are a blessed species. Yeah. And so, and then suddenly the the Wright brothers are like, well, I mean, we kind of made these boxy fucking things and like we know bikes really well. And yeah. we just kind of threw it in the air and it went for like wait, 30 wait, do seconds. do the accent. Yeah. Huh? Do
0: the accent of the time. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. <we laughs> Well, we made these boxy paper things. <laughs> we threw them in the air. We pedaled a little bit. <laughs> and and what do you know? I flew for 30 seconds. <laughs> 23 skidoo. 23 and, 23 and me. <laughs> <laughs> And then suddenly, you know, you've got fucking, you know, 20, 30 years later, you've got fucking jet bombers yeah. and shit. And, and oh, whoa, heavier than air flight can't work. And now people are like, no, this carbon turnaround can't fucking work. And I'm like, I will actually beat you to death with my bare hands <laughs> because that will help us save just a fraction.
0: Um. So the this author goes on. Uh, this is the last thing I'll read from this article. But uh, yeah, they say uh, similarly, removing combustible engines from the roads or expanding a high speed rail. To largely eliminate air travel would require nothing short of revolutionizing transportation. Oh, oh yeah.
1: There's a word in there that I really like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would say maybe you should have thought of that when scientists were warning all of you 40 to 50 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should have thought of that ahead of time if it's yeah.
1: unrealistic to do all this stuff. Yeah, can't wait for the uh, extremely interesting sequel to Silent Spring. Very loud spring. Yeah, <laughs> where we fuck you up with a revolutionized transportation system. <laughs> um, okay, so the next article
0: is from my best friend Noah Smith uh, at Bloomberg. And <laughs> it's almost spit up his line. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Noah. Uh, so yeah, you Noah cook. Smith, uh, the uh, the unironically self-proclaimed neoliberal. Oh my god. Um, very cool guy. What a p- um, mental <laughs> pancake. Just Jesus. Uh, So what what does Noah Smith have to say? The Green New Deal, proposed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has two big flaws. First, the plan overreaches in its desire to deliver a raft of expensive new entitlements, guaranteed jobs, benefits, health care, housing, education, income, and more. If the large deficits required to pay for all these things ended ended up harming the economy, it would actually hurt the cause of limiting climate change rather than help it.
1: the fuck is he on about? Yeah.
0: I mean, this sounds good if you're the type of dope that normally reads Bloomberg, but I think it's pretty safe to say that harming the U.S. economy
1: is probably the best way <laughs> for right. the U.S. to right, combat right, climate right. change. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering, like, when people say, oh, harming the U.S. economy, what they really mean is GDP, and GDP is not a meaningful measure of fucking anything except billionaire extraction of resources and, yeah. and power. Yeah. Like, and, that's it. Yeah. And, okay, <laughs> so, like,
0: I'm sure that he acknowledges that the US economy is fundamentally based on oil. Right. Which means that every dollar spent includes some amount of oil being burned. Basically. So the fewer dollars you're spending, <laughs> the less oil you're burning. Yeah.
1: Noah, <laughs> get your head checked. Yeah. <laughs> um so like I the shape I think, of Noah's skull suggests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he's anti-climate. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: <laughs> so like, you know, even though that that would uh you know harming the u.s economy would uh combat climate change unfortunately 300 million people depend on it for food Mm -hmm. so i think radically transforming it in ways uh that pro business economists think are risky is like the next best thing we could do right right um so he goes on to say second the plan focuses far too much on the u.s's own carbon emissions
1: oh yeah this old fucking argument yeah
0: The U.S. accounts for only 14% of global carbon output, and that percent is falling every day, Uh, Uh, which actually is not true at all. Uh, It's remaining the same. It's still higher than it was in the 1970s and 80s uh, when everyone was driving around boat cars and catalytic converters hadn't been invented yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're currently the world's largest fossil fuel exporter. Yeah. So... Yeah, no
1: see. So, yeah, so about that <laughs> emissions
0: are not falling in the US because
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you actually account for are, the
0: US the missions the US are, is responsible for exactly and not just the exactly. ones that happen within the arbitrary borders of right, the US, right? We are the largest uh, emitter of carbon in the world by yeah. far. It's yep. not even close.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And also this reminds me like um, where he's like, oh, focuses on the US's emissions and not everybody else's like it's it's funny because it's it's like a it's like a par, uh, not a parallel but kind of like a corollary to like the fallacious um, uh, protest that like you know kids have when they're like I don't want to wash my hands they're just gonna get dirty anyway yeah and like the other one that they'll make maybe uh you know is is well Jimmy doesn't have to wash his hands why do I have to and you're like because you're a spoiled little fucking brat <laughs> and you're gonna wash your fucking hands you know. And I don't have kids, thank God. But like, <laughs> but like, yes, he's we're like, all thankful for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, everybody's happy that I don't have fucking kids. But like, <laughs> kid, kid goth. I don't know. Solid. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but like, he's like, oh, you know, the U.S. is only responsible for. It. It's like fuck it. It's a large percentage of the fucking world emissions. Yeah, fourteen percent is a huge amount. Fourteen is massive. And we're what five percent of the world's population. Yeah. And then so, also the fact that we're responsible for even more. Yeah. You know, not... One like American you said.
0: emits more carbon than one of any other nationality in yeah, the world.
1: Yeah. And for that matter, we talk too much. Yeah. That was like <laughs>
0: uh, back when I was like very like uh, technocratic and like mm-hmm. didn't have too much like humanities education or knowledge. Right. Uh, one of the most compelling arguments that I saw against the um, Malthusian uh, overpopulation argument was mm-hmm. that like uh the yeah sure wrong. china china emits more raw carbon than anyone else or like you know uh africans emit a lot of carbon but like if you look per capita the u.s emits way more than anyone else oh, on earth easily. by far having one yeah. child in the u.s is, is like having like 20 kids in yeah. africa yeah it's not even close
1: it's goddamn ridiculous
0: so yeah um Yeah, shut the fuck up Noah. Yeah, Um, so he goes on to say um, despite our our warning. He (laughs) goes
1: on to talk. (laughs) Yeah, he
0: keeps talking after I told him to shut up, which is pretty rude. I think Mm. Um, so he says the first pillar of an alternative Green New Deal. This is like his proposal Uh, uh uh, would be green technology.
1: Okay, Um, yes, yes, uh, right. Indeed technology, meaning know how and (laughs) systems. Well, we just suggested some. (laughs) (laughs) I think he means apps. Oh, Um, God. Yeah. Now, this is what it actually
0: means. If the U.S. can discover cheap ways of manufacturing cement and concrete without carbon emissions and of reducing emissions from agriculture, it will give developing countries a way to reduce carbon output without threatening their economic growth. Okay. Uh, Here's a pillar you can go fuck yourself (laughs) with, Noah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) concrete Tyler. um i mean first of all uh we already have ways of reducing emissions from agriculture yeah. we just have to do them yes exactly and in fact exactly those ways were mentioned in the text of the we green new deal We have it on paper not even the full policy just yep. the outline yep it's in there yeah so um literally and,
1: millions of scientists
0: and uh the ways that, uh that you can manufacture uh cement and concrete without carbon emissions is uh don't do that anymore yeah exactly um just yeah. stop don't do it yeah yeah uh, use you know like pretty
1: much any other material much any other material exactly <laughs> I also love that he goes he goes oh the first pillar would be green technology and then he and then his his suggestion is not real his, his, his suggestion is literally unreal he goes if The U.S. can discover cheap ways of (laughs) manufacturing something that is like already boring, used and fucked up, which is cement and concrete, blah, 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 without carbon emissions. He's basically just setting up some kind of bizarro, like mind experiment. Then he's like, well, then it will be acceptable and good. And then he just like fucking throws some fucking kibble at quote unquote developing countries, which is like most of the world because yeah, the problem is that they don't have the technology
0: yeah. available, like that that the science doesn't exist to make them better. Right. The problem is that we're still colonizing them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So and, th- and that his solution actually does not fucking exist. It's not a fucking solution. It's him going, eh. Yeah. And what if something else were to happen and you're like, we literally have real shit on paper that can work. Yeah. Let's let's do a little thought experiment
0: uh, since you're so concerned about the large deficits required to pay for all these things. Uh, what do you think would cost more uh, Noah um, doing stuff or researching a bunch of technologies for a bunch of years and then doing stuff? Hmm. I I think the one where you add a step yeah. would cost more yeah. personally. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not I'm not like an expert on economics like <laughs> you are, of course. <laughs> right. But uh, I yeah. I do dabble a little bit. If so the first
1: pillar is green technology. Let's use the green technology <laughs> that we literally have. <sighs> yeah. That we've been researching we since can the actually touch 50s, it with our bodies. <laughs> when already. climate scientists were initially like,
0: yeah, I don't think we can do these fossil fuel things <laughs> yeah, right. anymore. These are that's gonna what uh, if we do this it's instead? gonna cause some problems later what on. If we do this thing, so solar cells. Hmm, what can we do about this? Mm. <laughs> mm. Sixty years later. Right. <laughs> um, the second way yeah. to move green technology forward is to encourage the scaling of these technologies. Uh, okay. Um, Cool. Which I I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but Mm -hmm. um, I believe that is what the Green New Deal is.
1: Yes. I think. That, I believe, is correct. Yeah. To massively scale them up at a Mm -hmm. rapid pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like we're way ahead of you, Noah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As companies build more solar power, batteries, smart grids, low carbon building retrofit kits and other green technologies, these are literally all in
1: there yeah the cost this guy's full of sh- shit
0: wow so if, if we invest a bunch of money into actually building and deploying these things the cost will go down yeah you don't ah. say
1: and then once they're built the costs are zero
0: yeah hilarious it's almost as if this whole deficits thing is like a complete distraction and he doesn't actually care about this at all i don't think he cares um to that end the government should pro- <laughs> are you fucking kidding me Christ. i've already read this before but i forgot To that end, the government (laughs) should provide large subsidies to green energy companies, including Uh solar power, batteries, and electric cars, as well as mandating the replacement of fossil fuel plants with zero carbon plants. So you're saying you're... So the government should spend a bunch of money (laughs) to deploy green technology...
1: Um so what is your problem <laughs> is is noah somehow trying to convince the right wing to go left on energy uh, yeah that's the only ex- Noah, did you get in a car accident recently yeah <laughs> yeah how, how how are you feeling there buddy because because you just said basically um i'm plagiarizing your your paper <laughs> but i don't agree with anything you've said <laughs> have you been sitting near any large magnets <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. have you north south aligned your fucking brain <laughs> um yeah so um here's an alternative idea that i have though instead of uh doing subsidies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this this actually is disagreeing with the text of the green new deal because the green sure. the green new deal text uh largely says invest in blah blah right blah.
1: yeah it's it's proglib material yeah yeah, because otherwise um, they won't get it through.
0: So my idea is start a Green Energy Commission to deploy solar and wind, uh, give it an entitlement in the U.S. appropriations budget, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh, send armed men into the top <laughs> floors offices of Exxon and Chesapeake and throw everyone who says, you can't do this, I pay your salary uh, out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of windows in those offices, <laughs> I am willing to bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, universal public defenestration, <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> and on that note, we take a break. Okay.
0: Okay, and we're back. We are uh, back with more takes from
1: Noah. Um, Fuck Noah. So Kill Noah. Kill Noah. Uh, nah, don't kill him. He's, JK, he's okay. we would not espouse such a...
0: Just give him a game stream or something like that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm sure somebody will watch it. (laughs) Put Noah in a sock forever.
0: Um, So Noah says, "Technologies developed in the U.S. need to spread quickly to other countries." Okay, I agree. You know what? A good way to do that would be Hmm. abolish patents.
1: Yeah, break down the
0: borders. All arpa. All uh, all arpa e breakthroughs. That's DARPA, I think. Oh no, they changed their name back to ARPA, didn't they? ARPA. Yeah, (laughs) ARPA e. <laughs> uh, should be freely transferred to other countries through the mm-hmm. offices of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change or other agencies. Mm-hmm. That's usually the best way to uh, transfer things to the third world, to right. so put it into a international bureaucracy. A vast
1: pachinko machine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Subsidies should be increased for companies that export their emissions reducing products. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Mm. Uh, the plan should also include offers of favorable trade relations for countries that reduce their use of fossil fuels, as well as tariffs on the carbon content of imported goods. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, in addition, an alternative Green New Deal should include proposals to make sure as little as possible of the costs of the transition fall on the economically vulnerable. That's also in the. That's in the tax. the. I'm starting c- to think he didn't read this. Yeah. <laughs> um, government infrastructure <laughs> and retrofitting projects will naturally cause, uh, create many green jobs. Um, uh, the proceeds of a carbon tax. I, I cut it off there. Uh, on whom do you think the costs of a carbon tax will fall, <laughs> Noah? <laughs> mm. I'll give you a hint. It's not the companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know that inflation you're always going crazy about? (laughs) Uh, Part of it is when the cost of business goes up. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see where we are now. 49 minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, Hustle it. All right. So uh, penultimate uh, response we have here is from The Economist. Uh, This one definitely has no byline because they're embarrassed.
1: Ah, The Economist. (laughs) They want to be so good,
0: but they are so bad sometimes. Uh, So this anonymous author says... To solve the climate problem, governments need only include the social cost of carbon in the prices people pay. So uh, there, there's not a straightforward way to calculate this at all, uh, because the social cost of carbon is, uh, one, nonlinear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't neatly divide it up into a unit or amortized cost. Uh, the cost of the trillionth ton of CO2 may be vastly higher than the cost yep. of the first 999 billion tons. Mm-hmm. Because ecosystems have non-linear behavior. So mm-hmm. once you once you exceed a certain threshold, then rapid changes occur. Yeah. Which is which like... Which is
1: the whole fucking point.
0: Yeah. That's the whole thing that's about why like... why this is a problem. Two degrees versus four degrees of yep. warming. Yep. It's not like four degrees of warming is exactly twice as bad as two degrees. It's yeah. like 800 yeah. times as bad. Yeah. Um, also, it's unquantifiable uh, because even if it weren't non-linear, it's impossible to quantify the social cost mm-hmm. of carbon because A the environment is not an economic actor and can't receive payment. Right. So it can't be paid for a cost. Mm -hmm. B, the cost of things is the amount of money needed to mobilize labor and organizations to accomplish a task. Right. And the only related uh, tasks whose costs could be calculated would be, one, removing the carbon, which is not what they're proposing we do, or two, repairing the damage caused by the carbon, which
1: nobody knows how to do or how much it would cost. Yeah. So... This is funny because, like, it really highlights especially when you kind of follow our thinking on things like money and uh costs and prices and stuff mm-hmm. this really highlights the the insane level or degree to which uh people think that a human uh institution such as capitalism which is essentially just like a fucking type of hierarchy it's a system of statecraft yeah, yeah yeah it's just a system of statecraft can can itself for no fucking reason other than like we believe in it <laughs> can just like solve ecological problems yeah by fiat yeah like well if we just use the instruments of statecraft we will solve all extinction <laughs> and all scarcity of resources yeah by magic <laughs> And you're like what the fuck like even the feudal people believed in fucking wizards you know they're like yeah the king can't do that we gotta call a fucking wizard or a priest you know and now we're just like no everybody is a wizard or a priest everybody like what the fuck is going on this is insanity so
0: that that's the new uh neighbor science thing is <laughs> ca- capitalism is when everyone's a wizard <laughs> yeah, basically basically um i'm both of- a neighbor and a wizard <laughs> The author goes on to say carbon intensive activities become more expensive and people efficiently reduce their emissions by responding to prices. That classic thing in capitalism where it's very efficient. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, that thing we all automatically and just in time always. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The thing that the last 30 years have proven (laughs) capitalism is very efficient. Help God Uh, (laughs) help us. (laughs) Um, so my, my points on that, uh, one prices don't magically change behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, gas prices skyrocketed in the early years of the Second Iraq War, yep. yet gas consumption yep. continued to climb. Yep.
1: We were old enough to have suffered that particular dynamic. Yeah. We were both paying for fucking gas yeah. during that I period I remember of time. when it gas was, was $4 a ridiculous. gallon. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess I'll just eat it. Then yeah. And I'll just do more. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: the the closest thing to like responding to that price that happened was mm-hmm. like more people bought Priuses.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, as we know, like, Priuses are, are slightly better than <laughs> combustion cars, full combustion cars, but, like, yeah. not by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not enough to offset all carbon emissions. Yeah, exactly. Priuses are just lube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, people don't consume gas because it's cheap. They, they do so because it's physically impossible not to in most cases, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. So adding a pagovian tax... Pigovian tax is like a carbon tax. Yep. Um, It just, Pigovian tax just means like internalizing the externalities of of prices. (laughs) Um, So adding that tax to carbon producing activities won't make people stop engaging in those activities. It will just plunge people into poverty. Yeah. Um, And aren't these the same assholes who insist that raising the minimum wage from seven 25 to $15 will cause the economy to crumble as companies engage in mass layoffs to compensate for the increased price of labor and the costs that they're talking about here would be uh, to bring the price of a gallon of gas from $2 a gallon to $20 a gallon. Yeah. Because like the, uh, the ecological economists that have attempted to like uh, account for all the externalities of the price of gas, that's the figure they propose 18 to $20 a gallon. Yeah. So I guess that won't have any negative effects on the company, right? right? That's, that's what, like,
1: that's, that's actually the good thing to do. Yeah. That's like in a fairly fuel efficient car that we have now that's something like 66, eh, excuse me, 66 cents a, a mile. Yeah. Basically. So, like, you know, if you're a long distance dater, you know, you're, you're just, you're just fucked. You're yeah. Gonna be, you're going to be paying a couple hundred dollars just to see your, your loved one. Yeah. I mean, like, the, th-
0: the thing I always remember about or that you're is a like long
1: term commuter, which is a lot of Americans. Go my,
0: my dad, who like, you know, he was not <clears throat> ever hurting for money, you know, after like 1975 or right. whatever. Right. Even then he, mm-hmm. he was in the Air Force. So like he didn't have to pay shit. Gotcha. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Shit. He right. Just bought high fives and stuff. Yeah. Real to real systems yep. and all that stuff. Yep. But like uh, he had a coworker when he was working in Herndon, Virginia, who commuted from Pennsylvania Every single day. Jesus Christ. So we had a two hour commute every single day.
1: Yeah. I have heard of these people like uh, at one of these jobs I had last year. Uh, there was a guy who, yeah, he, he and his uh, wife had bought a house in like small town, Pennsylvania. And I'm sure that they did it because it was cute out there and whatever. But like the guy worked in fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. And so he would just hop on whatever rail would get him there um, for two hours each way. Yeah, and and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, yeah, this I,
0: guy was living out there because his yeah. wife is a teacher, and if you're a teacher in Pennsylvania, yeah. you will never give up your job. Right.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, it was like that, and, and my, I, my I,
0: girlfriend's I, a teacher, and she like anytime I bring up Pennsylvania teachers, she's like, "Oh, I wish I could get a job there." <laughs> right. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like seems nice. Yeah. And,
0: um. So another thing is uh co2 is not the only greenhouse gas so like if you add a carbon tax and the the thing that you say happens will happens um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the other thing that economists say will happen which uh, will happen if that made sense um yep. which is like they'll replace co2 with other greenhouse gases yeah so like there's water vapor methane fluorinated gases Yeah. there's and all sorts of crazy others. shit so, like, economists strongly believe in these substitution effects where, like, oh, yeah, well, if the price of one thing goes up, then the rational businesses will replace it with another thing that's equivalent to that. Yep. That costs less. Yep. So, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't that work here? Why wouldn't they just emit some other greenhouse gas?
1: Who knows? The thing
0: we need to do is make it illegal yeah. to emit the types of pollution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That cause climate change.
1: Yeah. What's funny to me is, is make the language very broad, yeah. so that if
0: they think of any new ones, you can be like, nope,
1: that's also illegal. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny to me is, um, you know, speaking of like vapors and, and gases and stuff, um, the there's all these like cannabis laws on the books where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you can only possess this much, and if we catch you, yeah. And like you can, you know, you can be caught as an individual for what is it like? What like less than an ounce in some places, whatever the fuck. Um, and there's all these weird circumventions that are required in places like D.C. I think like I'm pretty sure Washington State's cool now because like I mean I was in Seattle and it was like chill and nobody gave a fuck anyway. Um, and Denver was like totally chill. Here it's like this weird thing where you have to buy a different thing and you got to buy a it, sticker. Good get, get as a gift, yeah, yeah, yeah. you buy a sticker and like, but then in <laughs> any case. Um, especially in other states and and areas like it's like, oh, if you're if you possession if you're in possession of more than a certain amount, then uh, cops are gonna fuck you up. Which of course they want to anyway and they just wanna keep doing that. But like per individual, weed possession and, and, and whatever fuck is like so small. And it's just yeah. to make you feel kind of good for a brief amount of time, yeah. right? And then like, and it might even elevate, or your, if you're really your good sense at it of all day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're really good, yeah. Which I don't do because like I could never fucking focus if I was doing that. But like, but like, uh, you know, props to people who can fucking work through that shit or or whatever. Uh, but like, then it's like, oh. Oh, oh, fuel and CO two emissions. Like we can't limit that. That's too hard. And yeah. you're like, hmm, who's the real junkie? Yeah. And like who? Who's who's the fucking problem here? Because you guys are like pumping like, what like millions of tons, right. billions of tons billions of this of shit tons. Yeah, into sure. the atmosphere every fucking year. Yeah. And it's actually going to kill not not just various species that we've never really been in contact with, but like also us. Yeah and pretty much everything yeah and so these people are freaking out over like what they consider vices yeah like extremely minor barely affect uh like like society affecting vices and then they're like but also let's um burn everything all the time until everything on earth dies yeah roll coal and all that stuff yeah and then the only way that we're willing to deal with it is through a tax even though we don't like taxes yeah and you're like wow you guys are fucking perverse yeah and here's another point that i thought of of,
0: yeah which i didn't when i was writing the notes but like uh Mm -hmm. you know how uh businesses in the u.s are famous for paying taxes (laughs) 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 um i wonder if that byzantine tax code will possibly affect the uh the main thing that they don't want to avoid emitting right Hmm. I'm not sure hmm. have to think about i'm that not one. an economist again so like yeah. uh, you know I probably don't know as much but yeah hmm. you know I, I as I said before I dabble a little bit so um so the author continues in January a distinguished and bipartisan that's important bipartisan <laughs> list of economists signed a letter that ran in The Wall Street journal-huh mm-hmm. arguing in favor of a version of that would reduce or that would refund carbon tax revenue in the form of a flat universal dividend. Fuck off. So, <laughs> so if I'm understanding here, uh, what they want is to tax carbon, but then take all the money they collect from the carbon taxes and then give it back to consumers. So like, what is that supposed to accomplish exactly? Because... If they're gonna get that money back, then they're gonna spend it on other stuff. Exactly. Which then emits more carbon.
1: Exactly. They're they're finding a it's not a loophole. It's like a workaround for them where they're like, oh, there's pressure on. Like, let's do this and try to persuade them. And then and then they would probably once they if they were to do that, they would probably find some fucking way to just like, you know, delete goodness again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like. This is this is actually a lot like uh, every every kind of uh, reformist uh, position on capitalist wealth, anyway. And even and even like uh, what you might call like charitable conservative or charitable reactionary and Republican positions on wealth, where they're like, oh well, we'll 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 let them earn it and then we'll sort of take some away again and give it back to society. And you're right. like, okay, that's inefficient. Yeah, that's l- deeply inefficient. Yep. All you have to do is just say, no, you may not. Yeah. That's it. That's the first fucking thing, and this is the last fucking thing. Yeah, you say you don't go above that, and if you do, you're a fucking sociopath and you're yeah. a monster, right? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And um, oh, but how can we possibly enforce that in a in the yeah. world's oh largest God, oh, police shit. state? Yeah, right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like oh, there's no fucking way. You know, I mean, we could if if we wanted to be auth-coms, um, authoritarian communists or something, all it would take would be a, a sea change in sentiment that would all that would be it yeah right and i think that's one oh, that of the sounds idealist actually uh, well the, <laughs> right 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 well that's one of the big appeals in in saying well we just have to become a communist state you know is is saying like well we have all the institutions yeah and that's and that's it yeah. so like the the bigger struggle is to get to the eventual non-hierarchical society right or, or whatever the fuck you want to call it um but anyway so in terms of extraction, in terms of um, trickle up, which is really how it works, um, it, th- th- these like, oh well, we'll just like do a little tax and then we'll like give a bit back, and you're like, no, fuck you, actually. Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. You know, you're nobody. Yeah, and if you are somebody, you should probably be chopped up. You already have enough yeah. wealth and power, so um, yeah, exactly. We're just gonna take it for ourselves instead. Yeah, exactly. How about that, like, like there, it's insane that a better society would be something where there's literally like three classes and there's a cap on how much the upper class could make or do. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that would still be oppressive and shitty. And we are so far beyond that. Yeah. We're, we're at the point where we're in the
0: second gilded age right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we,
1: (laughs) we are probably surpassing the gilded age in terms of, uh, I think Bezos is technically still
0: like, I mean, this is adjusted for He's, inflation, kind of a Rockefeller so like type. maybe not yeah. the best comparison, but like, yeah, inflation adjusted his wealth is not quite w- the level of Rockefeller, but yeah, I mean, I there's think he wants to 2,400 billionaires now. So I think it's probably yeah, if you add it all up, there's worse. a ton of
1: there's a ton of um, millionaires and up, and it's it's fucked up because like I was looking at this the other day, um, the the number of millionaires in the world now has increased and yeah you know you you talk about inflation and you talk about everything else in a relative value but like it's still very meaningful even in the economy as it is today with quote-unquote inflation and, and dollar value and every everything like that where you're like oh there's a population world i think worldwide of like 14 million millionaires yeah like that if they if they had to survive if they just had enough robots which is what they want then they would be a self-sustaining population. Yeah. And that's really what they want. They're like, I just want to have a, a slave population that means nothing to me. Right. Right. Um, so far, we're, we're, you know, we're having to work with the primitive solution, which is human wage slaves and actual slaves right. and so forth. Um, but in the future, a grand and glorious future, which, which we're trying to sell to our bootlickers who are helping us get there, <laughs> is, you know is we'll have real robots with real intelligence (laughs) and we'll just oppress them instead because there's an idea at least that they can't fight back
0: yeah right well i guess they've never seen the matrix
1: yeah (laughs) yeah well i hope one day they do in real life